Welcome to the Arrive and Thrive podcast. We are your hosts, Tyson Day and Daniel Lenardi. Our podcast is designed to give you fresh perspectives and educational insights to make sure you thrive in every moment. Regularly, we are joined by thought leaders, life learners, and generally amazing humans who bring an approach just like us, casual, relaxed, and curious. Last year was an incredible year. How are you feeling for 2021? This is the main question that we unpack in this episode as we all reset for the year of 2021. We share our own perspectives on the challenges we faced in 2020 and discuss our thoughts and strategies that are on our mind for setting goals, habits and behaviours for this year. We hope you enjoy the episode. We would also like to wish all of our community all the best in 2021 and I hope you too are excited to see what the year brings. Stay happy and healthy. See you soon. Arrive and Thrive would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we recorded this podcast and pay our respects to their elders, leaders past, present and emerging. Daniel Linardi, welcome back to the Arrive and Thrive podcast for 2021, mate. How you doing? Hey, mate, happy new year. How are you? Happy new year. Bro, how was your break? Oh, it was awesome, mate. Awesome. Got away to Tasmania for 10 days. Mm-hmm. And um, really rested up and rejuvenated and treated myself to a fair amount of uh, good food and wine and a few nature hikes and a bit of camping in there. So it was a really good uh, reset, I reckon. That's perfect, buddy. And mate, can you share with our listeners in, in like detail some of the things that you do in the great outdoors to, to really help you unwind? You're not even going to preheat the oven. We're getting straight into it, are we? <laughs> straight I I was gonna... Before we go there, what, what, what about you? How was your break? <laughs> Um, my break was quite the opposite, mate. I had, um, a lot of catch ups over Christmas with family and, and everything, which is always great. Um, but we were also moving house over the summer break. So as much as I would love to have been in the great outdoors, um, it, I was actually packing boxes, unpacking boxes <laughs> and all of that type of fun stuff. Yeah. So yeah, but Hey, it's all good now, man. I'm, I'm all settled and, um, yeah, got in a new suburb, which I'm calling home, which is great. Before you grill me, mm. how did you find, because usually at the end of the year, you do something, um, you go away or go away with friends camping, or usually you do something from chatting to you in the past few years. Did, how have you found the start of your years being different this year when obviously moving house is a big one and having your um, young daughter now who's nine months old. So how, how do you find the difference starting the year? Yeah. It's a, thanks for asking buddy. Like I must, I must, I can't lie on our show. I I did go away for a few days, like about four or five days with some friends um, to South Gippsland. And, but that was quite a different experience to what I was normally used to. So yeah, having a young daughter, like our new year's Eve was, I was in bed by um, 1am, which was, which was pretty pretty early considering past new year's celebrations and that's late i went to bed at 11 30 <laughs> everyone else everyone else went to bed about 12.05 and i was I said to my mate and i was like oh my nightcap and yeah we went into we went into bed about 1 1 30 so but but aside from that it was a lot of um yeah parenting and planning around you know moving house and i think like you some of the ways in which i really decompress and and you know, reflect on the year that was was is get in touch with nature, and I, I also injured myself surfing like a couple of weeks before Christmas, so that kind of had a real impact on how much I could do as well. So, unfortunately, I spent 
a fair amount of it just um, stationary, like just sitting sitting down and um, and taking it easy. So I didn't really get that much of a sense of adventure, which I think has kind of impacted my ability to be able to really understand what I really want this year. Because um, we were talking offline a bit about goal setting and things like that. And, you know, I've, particularly this year at the moment, I've found it hard to gain clarity on what's really an important goal or habit that I really want to crack. Um, mm. So it's a work in progress at the moment, but no doubt we'll keep listeners updated on that one. Yeah. It's a great segue actually, because I've, I've found for many years, like probably the last seven or eight, even doing always at the end of the year, you think, all right, start the new year. What are my goals? What am I doing? Usually try to at least put some emphasis on it. Mm. I'm usually not that strict, but, I always find, and this year was no different, where I think I need that time over Christmas, New Year's, and even into mid-January to really reflect. And then I don't usually formulate my goals or my vision until around Feb. Mm. Um, And someone once said to me, you should always start, think of your year starting Feb 1. Mm. But um, some super, super progressive people out there might think that's, you know wasting too much time but i really find for myself personally i always take that extra time in early january just to like sit with everything that you've i guess reflected on over the christmas new year and then i usually try to take it easy you know in the rest of january and then try to hit the ground running by feb one so i might even look at doing my goals for example this week next week and then tighten them up and then sort of really put things in place now. So when Feb one hits, you kind of hit the ground running. Mm. I really like that, mate, because I think a lot of clients and just general connections that I've been speaking to around like last year and how much of a roller coaster it's been. A lot of people see travel and, you know, an extended break. And we're talking, I put an extended break in like longer than like a week and a half. Um, as really important factors to, to be able to reflect, to be able to like recharge, understand what worked, what didn't work for them personally in the previous year. And I think a lot of people haven't had that opportunity because they've all either been locked in their particular state um, and they can't really go anywhere or um, yeah, there's been factors that have, have been at play. And I think a lot of people are, are really dying out for that, that real, that extra time to reflect. Um, and so I love that point that you mentioned around, you know, taking Jan is just a way of kind of ensuring that all your ducks are lined up before you really launch into the next year. Yeah, yeah. And without sounding too um, too methodical on the goal setting and stuff, um, yeah, like for an, I'll give you an example. Like the last week I've just spent time like signing up at the, the new gym I'm going to join and making sure that like I've got all my work clothes, you know, bought a couple of new work clothes knowing I'm have to go back onto campus soon and, just getting like my house all sorted and cleaning and just, I guess, putting things in place so that then you don't have to then do that come mm. Feb 1. Like you got all your um, your ducks in a row, I guess. Yeah. I think a, a mentor of mine once said to me, they, they said, you know, the systems that you have around you are vital for you to create your own personal effective systems. So like mm. those little things like you were saying around ensuring all your stuff's ready for work. Um, you know, ensuring that you, you've got like a, a health facility that you can go to train and look after yourself. Like they're all miniature systems within the bigger system. That is your, 
you know, your life and ensuring that you have a, a nice um, positive outlook and, and well-being ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm. All right, man. So from your perspective, buddy, like, you know, last year when, when, when obviously COVID hit and we, we had some great guests on the show talking about, you know, ways in which people can manage themselves more effectively from working from home and career stories that perhaps inspired others to, to work hard. Um, even though perhaps their industry was impacted heavily with COVID. Mm. What are some of the things that you really took away from last year as, as key learnings? Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Big question. Nah, well, you know, when I reflect now, I, I really did struggle in 2020. Mm. Um, yeah. Like I feel bad for saying it because I got quite lucky and got, you know, the job of my dreams in May, 2020. And, you know, I moved into a lovely apartment that I'd always wanted to move into as well in 2020. So I had two really good achievements, but apart from that, the day to day was a real slog. Mm. Um, and I was trying some of the key takeaways I took is coming back to the gratefulness piece and the appreciation piece. Um, it sounds a bit boring, but, you know, trying to focus on what, you have not what you don't have. So, you know, I was fortunate enough that I, you know, still kept my employment and a lot of people weren't fortunate enough in that, in that way with certain industries. And um, I guess, yeah, the big takeaway for me was to focus on what you do have, not what you don't have. Um, and another example might be, you know, I couldn't go traveling much last, last year, which I love to do, or couldn't even really see much of friends and stuff, but, you know, maybe take appreciation in the fact that you've got more quiet time to like read a book or you've got more um, intimate time with your close family or say my younger brother who I live with um, and actually my other brother too when we were living together in the early part of COVID last year. It's, you know, as a family unit, we probably had never had more quality time than in 2020 together. It's a, it's a good segue with the siren in the, in the background. Say, you, paused, you paused and I was like, have I cut out or, but yeah. So I think like, but for me, I, I'm preaching a little bit, but I really struggled myself to actually keep doing that because I think in Melbourne here, the lockdown went for so long. It was kind of like just a sustained effort of like trying to stay positive, but I definitely didn't conquer it. That's for sure. And when I think back now after having, a good, you know, 20 day break off work and being able to go to Taz for 10 days and Melbourne life going back to a bit of normality, just day to day, my energy and my, my wellbeing and my, um, I guess my mindset is like so much better than it was for most of last year. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot to take in. I think 2020 and um, I don't even feel like I can really do it justice now articulating it. Yeah, I agree, mate. I think, um, the point you raise around getting back to the being grateful about things, you're right. It's like eating your vegetables. Like it's sometimes people don't, don't really want to eat their vegetables and they avoid their vegetables. But I think everyone had to eat their vegetables in terms of being grateful, um, you know, doubling down on, you know, what's important to them. Um, and I think COVID as, as we've seen in the news and in headlines, and we've heard experts talk about really highlighted like the good things in your life and the bad things in your life as well. Yeah. Yeah. And so I a hundred percent agree. Like that was one of the biggest takeouts that I had was the grateful process, like prioritizing that 
intention each day to go, okay, this is what I'm grateful for. Like, and, and appreciating the fact that if I didn't have that, how different my life would be. Yeah. Yeah. Or how different my well-being would be or how different my, um, outlook would be or my ability to be able to take action. Like I was very fortunate as you like to still do work that I loved, um, to still, you know, be able to generate an income and hold, um, uh, um, multiple projects with, with the business to be able to continue to, to work and, and thrive. And I think, you know, the work that we do, we see people who have impacted by in multiple ways around change of change of employment and that identity piece that gets lost. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people are like starting to recraft their identity going into 2021. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. What was, um, what was your most challenging aspect of 2020? Um, I probably sound like a bit of a broken record to our, our regular listeners, but I think, I'd, I'd probably put it into two different categories. So the first part was becoming a father. That was quite a challenging experience for me. Um, and just understanding the prioritization piece around the type of father that I wanted to become or yeah. want to be. So perhaps working less, um, you know, saying, okay, enough is enough for today. I'm going to go hang out with my daughter and my wife. Um, and cause, cause I could easily become a bit of a workaholic. And so I think it's, it's an important factor to go, you know, well, what's, what's important? Like what's, what's more important in my personal vision? Is it to become an amazing father or is it to, you know, have a, a, a business that has increases its revenue? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's a no brainer for me. It's always going to be that become like the best father that I can be, but it's easier said than done. And I yeah, think, you need to balance it as well with like responsibilities and finances. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. And I think this year, because I was constantly working from home, um, it was hard to like, you know, engage in work and kind of switch the, um, like switch from being a father to, um, you know, a business owner to a counsellor to a marketing professional or whatever hat I was wearing for that particular day like switching between the two with, with mm. the um, the distraction of having a new child. But in the flip side of that, like I was able to see a lot of really cool milestones that I wouldn't have been able to see if I was in an office or I was in a shared space. Yeah. Um, so I think again that, and the only reason I can flip that is because of that, the grateful practice that um, I tried to instill through that COVID period. Mm. Who, who got you on the gratefulness? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, I think it's always, I think it's always been ingrained in my family values back when I was a wee lad at, um, it, with my mum and dad. Um, yeah. And then it's just been reiterated with the type of work that I do um, as well as some of the resources that I tune into. Yeah. Um, and even mentors too, like just just people who I don't necessarily know, but I tune into their their content, just constantly banging on or banging the drum of of being grateful. And I I don't think I ever really practiced it until the going got tough. 
because mm. I, I must admit, like I always had a, a very, um, like I had a really nice upbringing, a really pleasant experience throughout majority of my life. And then it was only when the going got tough is that I was like, all right, well, perhaps I should really try some of this stuff. Um, yeah. cause I think I'd always spoken about it and, you know, done it, but there's a difference between sometimes, um, doing something with maybe half your heart compared to your full heart. And those times when I really needed the most, I think that I was forced to use my full heart um, focused, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, How about you? Oh, Just me, before, um, <laughs> you can't weasel out of that one. No, no, no. For me, it's pretty easy. It's um, the resilience project. Yeah. Cool. About three years ago, I saw one of their live presentations from um, Hugh. I can't remember his last name. But um, the Resilience Project, I think, got me onto that sort of gratefulness and the, the gratefulness mindful journals that they have and stuff. And, yeah, I think it is. It's like your vegetables, I reckon. Mm. It's a bit boring sometimes or it's a bit like, oh, underrated almost. But it's – and because it, it's so simple. Like, I think sometimes we're looking for, like, some magical way of thinking or what, some magical way of perceiving. But, yeah, I reckon the gratefulness, it's just like having your broccoli, isn't it? Yeah, man. Well, I mean, you know, on the most basic level, like using the vegetable pieces of metaphor, like if you go to the doctor and they go, you know, you, you are, you're overweight, you, you, you've got poor dental hygiene. Have you been eating your vegetables? And you go, Oh no, I haven't. Um, it's the same kind of thing. If you, you know, you're feeling stressed, you're feeling frustrated or, um, you've got a lot, a high level of anxiety. Perhaps you haven't practiced being grateful. Like it's just, mm. again, similar kind of thing. Mm. Love it. All right. Enough of 2020. Mm. Let's uh, talk about 2021. You can lead from here. <laughs> 2021. Well, as I said before, mate, like I was and still am probably not struggling, but finding it difficult to articulate what I really want out of 2021. And I think that's a factor of, Last year, some of the goals I had just weren't able to be hit because of COVID. And so I've carried some of those across, but I've also cancelled some of those out because I feel like they're no longer important to me. Yeah, interesting. Um, but, I, but I'm like halfway, I've, I've kind of halfway through my, my goal setting for, for next year. And, and I try and stay away from the goal setting piece because... I'm a bit of a believer, sorry, I am a believer that it's not always healthy to have a specific goal that in some cases is an external, um, there's external factors that are beyond your control. So for example, that's what I learned last year is that I had a lot of goals that were perhaps up to other people's decisions, not necessarily just my own. And then those decisions were taken out of their hands and my hands because of COVID. So I had a session with a client like a couple of weeks ago and she used this concept, which I just loved called reminders. So just tapping back into those reminders of, okay, what are the vehicles that are going to bring me closer to the person that I want to be? So little things like, you know, meditating five minutes each day, um, you know, basic stuff like, you know, picking up more books um, as opposed to just always looking for like digital content. Mm. Um, and so again, like the the reminder is just to tune back into some of those things um, that I perhaps 
find a little bit more difficult to, because I know if I tune into, you know, reading more books or not working past a certain hour, it brings me closer to the person that I want to become to someone who isn't digital dependent and who is, um, you know, present in their home life. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I'm just mulling it over. It's interesting. I love it. Mm. And Mm. I, and like I've put them into so far, I've put them into three categories. Like previously I used to have a lot of different categories, Yeah. but now I've got, you know, three core things. So it's like health. Um, and that's everything about health. So like physical, um, spiritual and mental. Um, and then I also have career, which is both, you know, around the podcast or around um, the business. And then I also have um, family, which is like, I consider friends and things like that in my social life are part of my family. So I put them into three categories and I've started to put, you know, little reminders around that. So um, to keep everything authentic and transparent, I'll just go to my journal and just give you like one little example. So it's like, um, so like basic little things is like, you know, strength is worth pursuing. So that's my reminder for my health. So, you know, working out, doing those types of things, it's worth pursuing because when I have, I feel good. Um, With family, it's like, you know, um, little basic things like not taking my personal device into my bedroom at all. Mm. So, you know, um, ensuring that I'm not relying on my phone as soon as I walk in to to, to go to sleep or to, um, you know, spend time with my, my family, I think is really another important factor for me. Yeah. Mm. I like it based on all the behaviors and things that are in your own control versus like, I want to make X amount of money this year, or I want to get X amount of workshops for my business, or I want to be this, this size, or I want to lose this amount of weight. It's more just focused on the daily or weekly behaviors. And yeah. And I, I think for me, mate, like, you know, I still have some of those types of targets. Um, but I'm a big subscriber to that habit formation piece around each day. So, like, you know, how can you stack your habits that support those overarching goals? Cause I, I still believe they are important, but I'm still focusing on the connection between external factors and mm. things that I can't control compared to what I can control. And I know each day, a lot of those little reminders and behaviors are, are things I can control. Yeah. Nice. Mate. It's a big topic. Like I, <laughs> And you know what we were saying before jumping online is like you, you can't click your fingers and go, all right, I'm going to start talking about next year in my vision. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You got to give yourself time. And I, I just love that point you raised around, you know, let's make Feb first, like the, the reset button. That's when everything starts. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know what I always think, and I reckon I've done this once or twice in my life. Like, say you don't have much clarity, like say December 20, my mindset, my thinking versus Jan 10 was very, very different. Mm. So it's like, if I had done all my goals and rushed them all in before the end of the year, you get to like, and I've done this before, you get to like March, April, and you look back at your goals and you're like, geez, I didn't even have clarity when I did this. Like, do I even Mm. want that? Like, Mm. I'm not even that interested in that, or I don't even want to achieve that or not even that's not even a part of the person I want to become now. So I think it's, and then you kind of like, well, I spent three months working say towards this, but 
then you realize, like you said, for last year, like something might not be important to you anymore. I think naturally that's always going to happen mm. where you evolve and, you know, things that used to look bright and shiny to you maybe don't so much anymore. But I've just a bit, I've got a, yeah, a bit of a fascination with the clarity piece mm. up against the, the goals or the vision, which I think is interesting. It's a good question. Like what generates clarity? I'm not too sure. Yeah, I don't know. We might have to get an expert in, actually. That's a good idea for a podcast um, episode. But I think from my own experience, say, even over this year, like, I was just so burnt out towards the end of 2020 mm. that, like, I, hadn't, I didn't have a lot of clarity. Mm. And the worst thing is when you don't have clarity, you don't necessarily know until later. Mm. It's almost like shadow, shadow yeah. stuff. You know how um, Kate McCready spoke about, you know, shadow values and shadow self. And yeah, I think of it that way, like when you're in it, you just think everything's normal. But then like, say three months later, you're like, geez, why was I thinking like that? Or why was that my, um, mm. why was I putting so much effort and energy into this when like, that's not really taking me to where I want to go. And I think, yeah, that's why reflection is so important. I think mm. to get that, um, recollaboration. Yeah. Great point. I th- just to add on to that, I think there's tremendous power in going, okay, that goal or that habit is what I really wanted to pursue. And then, you know, a few months down the track, realizing that perhaps that habit isn't actually serving you as you once thought it was and dropping it mm. or, and being able to go, okay, th- this isn't working. How can I re-engineer this or how can I change this to, to have the impact that I want to have? And I think that's a really important part with goal setting is, and especially this time of year, like there's going to be stuff that's just shoved down our listeners throats. And I know for me, you know, there's stuff that gets flooded through my social media feeds and, and just um, in general, like around this time of year around, you know, how to set goals, what you should be doing, you know, follow this three-step formula to success. But (laughs) at the end of the day, I think it's, it's all about understanding. and, And in my opinion, you know, experimenting with some things and going, okay, well, let's try this habit piece or let's try maybe setting a, a specific goal each week or let's try like try different things that that you know perhaps you haven't used in the past or you know different techniques that could give you that little bit of a spark that you need to to really launch from the year that we've had last year Mm. love it can i ask you one more question of course man over the break did you have any good epiphanies (laughs) Over the break, did I have any good epiphanies? Or early into this year, have you kind of had, you know, because sometimes you get that, I'm a little bit sentimental. Mm. I feel like a new year, like I'm not, I'm not um, crazy, crazy, but I think there's that feeling, you know, for me and for a lot of people when that new year hits and it's a, you know, it's a new year, it's a fresh beginning. Sometimes the juices get flowing for me. Did they get flowing for you at all? I'm not sure if I've hit my state of having epiphanies just yet. Wow, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm still, I think the dust is still settling for me to gain fully clarity. Full, mm-hmm. Sorry. I think the dust is still settling for me to gain full clarity. Interesting. I will say this though. I think an epiphany that I've had recently is that there's this, I think when I, when I started, when I decided to work for myself, and, you know, decided to start to do things a little bit differently. I had this vision of what my life would be like, you know, 
in a few years from when I made those decisions. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy to say that I, I'm pretty close to living the way in which I envisioned myself to be. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it was almost like an epiphany, epiphany of if I'm happy with the way things are tracking, why not just keep doing what I'm doing type thing? Not necessarily uh-huh. like the feeling like I always have to change and evolve. And don't get me wrong. That stuff's important. Like hundred percent subscribe to the growth mindset process, but still being like quite content with the notion of, well, you know, the, the building blocks that I put in place a few years back, like they're, they're taking me into the direction that I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm. I love that. Cause it's, it's kind of like we, we live in a bit of a culture now where, you know, even our podcast could subscribe to this sort of theory as well, where, you know, we live in this culture of, all right, got to be more, got to do more. You got to, you know, keep pushing forward and growth mindset and la di da di da. But then sometimes we just need to stop and smell the roses and be like, you know what, this is pretty good. Yeah. Actually pretty good. Like still you want to evolve. You don't want to, you know, but what, even what's wrong with sitting still for a bit. Yeah, totally. You know, so I think Kate that's McCready my would have epiphany. Great stuff to say about this, I feel. Mate, Kate McCready always has something good to say about mm-hmm. this type of thing. I've actually got, I just had a light bulb. I reckon I've got a really good guest to come on and talk about this topic. Awesome. There yeah, you go, listeners. Actually, actually hold, hold Danny accountable. <laughs> yeah. I reckon we try to get her in in the next month. That could be a really good topic to explore, I reckon, because it goes against the grain just a little bit. Mm. But I think if you look at 2020 as well, like shit's always going to happen, whether it's a bloody what do you call it? A pandemic, <laughs> a pandemic. I was going to say disease, <laughs> whether it's the pandemic or, you know, you get unwell yourself or, you know, things external or can happen. So like, I think, you know, you only have to look back at history over the last 50 years and, you know, you hear tales of great things coming out of not so great situations. So it's an interesting topic, I think around stopping and smelling the roses when you actually are in a, in a decent place or in a, mm. in a place where you're kind of happy with how things are going versus like more, more, more. Mm. I really like that tie. I never actually thought I'd hear you say that because you're quite the person that naturally I think you are quite tentative and, you know, driven and you do like to hustle and push for those goals which is an amazing quality you've got, but it's just, it's really refreshing actually to hear you say that. Thanks, man. I think, um, I don't know, maybe becoming a parent has had that effect on me or, mm. or maybe just the year that was last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's, that's my epiphany of going, you know, exactly the way you put it. I love the way you put things, sit and smell it. the roses. Mm, I love it. All right, buddy. Well, it's always a pleasure to speak to you, just solo. But um, we've got a couple of good guests coming up on the show too, don't we? Yeah, we've got a couple of great guests coming up. Mm. Um, I really miss doing the podcast over Christmas, New Year. So it's good to uh, be back on the air. Yeah, absolutely. All right, listeners. Well, you know where to find us. And we'll be bringing some great content to you weekly again each Tuesday afternoon. And yeah, hope you can come along on the journey this year. See you, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the Arrive and Thrive podcast, please let us know by sharing it with a connection and leaving a review. We hope that through this podcast, even more people can design a career and life that they love and are proud of. See you soon.